Hello, my name is Stein. Stein Gabler. I'm uh, born in Alkmaar in the Netherlands in uh, August. 5 August 1977. So um, now I'm 41, but um, I'm plant-powered for six months. I'm vegan. I'm vegan since 8 August 2018. Actually, I waited for 10 years from vegetarian to vegan because I became vegetarian on 8 August 2008. And on 8 August 2018, I couldn't wait anymore. And I said to myself, yeah, it's time now. I really have to become vegan because I wanted to become vegan, but I thought I couldn't do it. I thought it was so difficult. I thought um, I couldn't leave the cheese and leave the dairies, uh, the eggs. But suddenly I started to understand that it's also animal. It's not only the meat that's animal. Because um, for me, I didn't want to eat meat. And uh, I waited also very long to stop eating animals. As saying, yeah. Um, we have this product in the supermarket, so the people uh, who already made it, um, they chose to do it, but uh, yeah, I found so, sort of an excuse for it to say, yeah, maybe this body, this, this product can come to life again in my body because I have a, a living body and uh, the animals are dead, yeah. So when you eat the meat, you might uh, think that it brings back to life, but of course that doesn't bring the animal back to life. It gives you a bit of energy, but uh, you can also take this from plant power. You can take this from the plants. So by knowing that everything is in plants and plant power is actually much stronger and much healthier, there is no uh, added products in well, somehow we have to focus also on plant power. What What is plant power? Because a lot of people don't know that um, a lot of products are made with uh, fertilized and these kind of things that are also not that healthy. So we have to look at the soil. We have to look at the, the basic ground, the, the foundation of how we create our food because plant power is perfect and it's wonderful it's uh, by solar power also uh, amazing energy comes out of plants if you know that the vegetables are green and they uh, give you some energy then you know that it's something magical that's why i want to start with people plant powered because i'm just starting to become uh, or actually I am now vegan but I'm just starting to become one of this this group this this big group it, the group is getting bigger and bigger people who are veganized people who veganize themselves or who are veganized by people from the streets uh, who are uh, doing these activities uh, these actions and they tell people that it's not good to, to uh, slaughter animals yeah, that's, that's very important. So I joined also the groups, uh, a few groups now. I've been to five different cubes, cubes of truth. And um, I think the cube of truth is a wonderful thing to do because a lot of people do see this content, the videos, 
from the anonymous of for the voiceless and the anonymous for the voiceless are people who really choose to help to stand for the animals because they don't have a voice in this they don't have uh, anything to say about I don't want to get killed and uh, I don't want to be uh, used for your products I don't want to be used for your food just give me the freedom and um, let me live well would you imagine that you have a child and someone takes that away because they want to eat it or they want to just have you as a woman if you are a woman uh, give more milk that's the thing that's happening with cows of course and we have so much of these stories about animals are treated badly by by the humans and humans should choose to decide to love animals and have better perspective for animals because I also think you can help to uh, make the earth and uh, the animals have a good life because earth is a wonderful place to be and if you see it now we don't know any other planet there is life on earth but where, where could there be life we are alive and we are humans we are people who can do anything we can learn languages we can uh, have good conversation we can have uh, unimaginable thoughts and imaginable wonderful things we can do uh, we can invent we can create and we can also destroy but why would we destroy the animals why would we kill and why would we keep on killing other beings because they are species and with this thought you also can think about that um, is it righteous to, to just keep on going with this for me it's just six months now and uh, I hope to be vegan for the rest of my life and I hope to become very old sometimes I make the joke and say I want to become 180 so maybe I become a human that becomes 90 or 100 but it's just set your goals high of course and just enjoy life and say I want to be healthy and happy and uh, do honorable things because if you can help people around in the world and there are so many people in poverty and in war and in migra migrants these migrants they, they, they didn't choose to leave their lives and their homes they just wanted to have happy houses and they wanted to have a happy home they just wanted to be free and they just wanted to yeah have have a normal life so and that's the same with this, the other species all the animals same with the cows or if you see the pigs or the chickens or the fish we also pollute the water we really pollute the water we know that as human beings we should stop doing this but still yeah we buy all the things in plastic and we don't know how to stop this because the factory is just doing, they push the plastics and of course we want our cookies, but why should there be milk in cookies? We could also put almond milk in cookies or put other nut milk in cookies or put um, oat milk in cookies. Just or choose cacao, cacao like chocolate and don't create the chocolate with milk. There are so many chocolate makers in the world and they earn a lot of money and these farmers they don't get enough money because they have the price and they can do but these people they work so hard and then in the last years in the last 150 years we talked about slavery and child labor 
and still they put milk in the cookies and put chocolate milk in the chocolate and if they put chocolate in the cookies that was milk in the chocolate it's still not right of course it's still used by animals and um, the, a lot of cows are used for this even goats of course the the goat cheese I could say we should create a vegan goat cheese because if we can create a cheese that's not used and made by the goat but it tastes the same as the old goat cheese we know we should create that there's so much to do uh, I think a lot of people can learn to invent new products that are vegan so veganize the world just be a person a people who is plant powered and just focus on to be plant powered because being plant powered means that you can uh, create products and you can change the world also by veganizing people um, for instance uh, the leather on your shoes or the leather on each bench uh, wherever you're sitting on is not needed we can also make it synth synthetical or uh, plastic of course but there are so many ways to create new cotton things from plant power based products and imagine that we use the earth and create it all by plant power then there shouldn't be killings from animals anymore and it wouldn't happen anymore because when you eat healthy and you eat your salads or you can even bake pancakes or take your french fries and there are a lot of vegan mayonnaises already already i think you can create a new product because there are so many products that should be made vegan well for me this is a wonderful thing to think about i can think about it daily by daily because i am vegan now and if you're not vegan yet you can be a person a people who can be plant powered by listening to these podcasts of course maybe some other people who are plant powered can help me to create these podcasts I love to do interviews, I love to do uh, talks about uh, the world, about how we think about things and how we can change things. Of course I love to be aware about that there's something happening and I love to hear the news. So tell me your stories, tell me what's happening in your world, uh, what's, what's changing in the country or on the continent where you are. And maybe if there's something happening very specific on vegan world in the plant power based structure or thing of making new products or uh, uh, the economic rules, maybe your country is uh, far beyond my country. I'm from the Netherlands and we're in Europe and we know that we try to be uh, fast in rules and laws and change and we want to be tolerant, we want to be open for anyone. But also, I think the Netherlands is going to be one of the countries who's going to have a lot of vegans in the next few years. And a lot of people are going to be veganized or going to be people who are plant-powered. Thank you for listening. And please join People Plant-Powered. We are in Amsterdam, uh, at the dam, near the monument. Actually, we sit at the monument. And who's next to me? I'm Bahzad. I'm from Lebanon. And I'm uh, living in the Netherlands since uh, the past three months. Yes. What's your family name? Kleib. K-L-A-I-B. Yeah. <laughs> so you're from Lebanon. Tell me something about where you live now. 
Uh, I'm loving the place. I'm loving the Netherlands. I'm loving the openness, the open-mindedness of the people, the culture, the acceptance, the tolerance. It's. Uh, I think it's. It's one of the most modern places in the world, and uh, I really hope that uh, it keeps flourishing. Uh, you're also vegan, so we're talking about plant power, of course. Uh, can you tell me uh, when you became vegan? I became vegan on 7 February 2015. Yes, and I, I believe that it's the best choice that I've ever taken in my life. Yeah. So this plant-powered life is like uh, difficult, or do you think it's like quite easy? It's uh, it's challenging. I wouldn't say it's difficult. It's challenging at the beginning, but then once you find uh, the options, once you uh, understand that the life of the animal is more Im- much more important than the moments of pleasure we have, it becomes easy. It becomes it's, it's, it's an ethical choice because we, every day we choose not to steal things that we might see on our way. Every day we choose not to uh, abuse people. So why not to choose to be ethical towards the animals? And look at other options. We live in 2019 in a very new world, in a country like the Netherlands, where everything is available. So why not? Why not we take a step forward? You know, we should not call for peace. We should be peaceful, I, I say. Yeah. We were at the monument in Amsterdam. Here are places where a lot of demonstrations are, where people try to speak out and do their voice for what they are really believe in. A lot of things are happening in life, but can you tell me something about your life, uh, where you were born, what you were raised, uh, these kind of things? Yes, I was born in uh, Kuwait, in the Gulf region, in the Arab world, and uh, I'm originally Lebanese. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I hold the Lebanese passport. So you're Arab speaking, Lebanese speaking? Yes, yes, I'm an Arab person. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, I, I was born in Kuwait, raised in Kuwait. I did. Uh, a bachelor's degree in human resources in Lebanon. And then I came to the Netherlands. Uh, after working in Kuwait for three years after graduation, I, I came to the Netherlands. Would you consider yourself a Muslim? No, no, no. I believe that I'm... Uh, I, I have the religion like every tree, like every bird, like every other creation. We live in a wonderland. Uh, I, I don't believe in belief systems because they are borrowed or they are inherited from past generations. I believe that uh, life is a mystery. You know, uh, godliness or God or existence is beyond words. It's something that we cannot pronounce. Now I'm, I feel like I'm shivering because it's, it's a very big truth that our minds are not ready to grasp, maybe. I respect all beliefs, however, but I don't believe in, uh, in religion. I be- I'm just wondering, like every other... like every other bird or every other maybe if they're wondering <laughs> I'm not sure if they're wondering or not but I'm just you know enjoying life and uh, yeah and what was you, uh, for you to go to the Netherlands because uh, what age are you now I'm 26 years old 26 and a half yeah oh. I came to the Netherlands because uh, this is the first time I say this uh, in public but I'm gonna say it uh, I'm a gay person and, uh, you know, I've never had the opportunity to be myself in my country or where I lived in Kuwait. I always felt threatened. I always felt uh, depressed, repressed and afraid. So uh, coming to this place and looking at 
how everyone lives the way he wants to live and have, how everyone is being himself and, or at least expressing his views or at least having the, the power of, I mean, the back of the government to support him to be himself, that means a lot to me. So when I reached Netherlands, I was able to open gay apps. I was able to speak uh, frankly about my sexuality to, to people I chose to speak to because I live in, uh, in, 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 um, uh, in as they say, it's a refugee house where people from my background, or, for, or, or in other words, where Arabs and other people live, who might be also extreme in their views and who might be homophobic. So I'm not open to everybody, but uh, I'm looking forward to, to, to gather my strength and be myself. Uh, hopefully, if the, the government of the Netherlands supports me and believes my story, I really pray and hope. Although I don't have religion, but sometimes. I have to I have to release my hopes and my dreams into a prayer or just just because it, it's a dream to be a dream come true for me I really hope so I think you're welcome in the Netherlands a lot of people know about this situation in the world and I think gender equality is of course one of the most important things to talk about so actually you're one of the minorities in the minority in the minority because you're not only an immigrant you're gay and also vegan <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. What's the hardest part? See, to be honest, uh, it's not, for it, it, uh, is your sexuality the most difficult thing? No, um, you know, some people are lucky to find uh, other people who who are of this of the same type. But me, as a gay person, my pool is short. Only five percent of the people are gay. Out of these five percent. I have to find someone who I like and who has also interest in me. And then there's the 1% of the vegan or 2%, maybe 4% of the vegan people. So your 5% of the 5% would be the perfect match partners. And then because you're a migrant, you also have the issue that people should accept that. And if they don't accept it, it's really difficult. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's not been so easy. That's why I don't put so much rules about dating. You know, I, I don't mind dating a meat eater. But... So that we should focus on not dating a meat eater. We should also focus on veganism now because we're talking about um, plant power. And plant power is one amazing thing that also gives you sort of uh, strength and a sort of spiritual feeling. I can believe that I sort of got wings when I got vegan. Right, yeah. Uh, it's so amazing to know that you're no more contributing to the suffering and abuse and captivation of animals. You know, sleeping on, on my pillow every night, knowing that I haven't, I haven't contributed to the animal suffering is itself something to be proud of. And yeah, it gives you wings. Yeah, it gives, it gives you not a feeling of guilt anymore and also gives you the freedom to talk to anyone to help them to see, understand this issue. Yeah. And the thing, there's a climate crisis going on. That's right, that's why uh, I became more, even more tolerant to people. I first was very judgmental, but then, uh, yeah. I love the sunshine and today it's actually wonderful weather of course but it's really um, yeah, extraordinary because in nowadays time of the Netherlands it should have been a little bit colder and uh, it's still winter actually so we're waiting for winter but it looks like summer is already there. Yeah, you know yesterday I was walking and I saw uh, flowers. It's like early spring is starting and uh, I was so happy to look at the bees and by the way bees are also something to talk about because uh, if bees go get extinct we might have many problems so we should care about bees also and these are we 
we are going to talk a lot more later about, of course, the animals, but uh, one day I want to focus about is Amsterdam, because Amsterdam is the capital city uh, about where your refugees also come together, uh, maybe also gay people, but also vegan people come here to the dam uh, to do the cubes, the cube of truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen the cube of truth for the first time live in Den Haag, and I was so amazed by how uh, the people were... Yeah, this was our first meet. This, right. this was when, when, when we talked to each other for the first time. That's right. I found I found people who I can relate to, who I can talk to. So I met Stein, my friend Stein. That's how you pronounce it in your name? Yeah, perfect. Then. <laughs> so I met Stein and uh, yeah. You have to meet a lot of more people from the Anonymous for the Voices, of course. And uh, gathering is one of the things that you can do to create more positivity and make more awareness. That's right. But now, since I live under a very limited, uh, you know, uh, financial support, I cannot go and come. You know, for coming here from Little Chais, it costed me 23 euros. And it's an amazing step because it's like two and a half hours traveling with two buses and a train and then another train or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fun. It's worth it, to be honest. I'm happy you're here and it's a beautiful day today. So we have to walk through Amsterdam and maybe we can see for a movie if that's possible. But it's, it's also about budget issues, of course, today. So we have to talk more and we have to see, like, um, what is our intention and our goals for the future? Oh, I really hope that we can spread awareness. I was thinking two days back, if what if we can wear coats or T-shirts that have... Uh, animal coats not necessarily violent pictures of animals but 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 pictures that or, or, or slogans that convey the message of veganism in a smart way and friendly way we don't we don't want to be judgmental that's what i think what would be the best slogan for you to say because maybe you wrote a lot of lyrics already you're you're also a songwriter yeah i do write songs sometimes in arabic <laughs> not in english <laughs> sometimes but you know more in Arabic because we could we could do it together maybe with the guitar we could write an English song and then you put some Arab language in it maybe a little bit, little bit of Lebanese of course yeah we'll make a vegan song together why not yeah. <laughs> we have to spiritualize by singing yeah 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 and I hope that yeah we can like um, try to try, try to spread the message spread the awareness share uh, posts on Facebook uh, talk to people you know that's why uh, yeah That's why I was, when I said I'm not going to defend uh, dating, uh, I'm not going to talk about dating. However, when we talk to people who are non-vegan, it, it, it's sometimes more important than talking to vegans because a vegan is already a vegan, but a non-vegan is a person who we need him to change. No, actually, I think the person wants to be changed and then that's why they want to talk to vegans. So a lot of vegans, they unite and collect each other at somewhere at the square, the place in the city. And then people come to these places and they see it and they see also the content of the video, uh, shocking videos, of course, also. But uh, they start to talk with each other and then suddenly they ask questions. How can you do this and how is it possible? And then you raise awareness that it's not so difficult at all. Um, we should look a little bit out of the point of view of today. Uh, I want to hear a little bit more of your story. Of course, we're in Amsterdam, so that's wonderful. Amsterdam, the Netherlands. That's Europe central. And the um, the, the yeah, the best place in the world. <laughs> so, and Amsterdam has a lot of things. Maybe you've seen a lot of things already in Amsterdam? Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, I haven't uh, been to any museum yet. I haven't been inside any museum, but I love the architecture, the places. How would you describe this, where we are now? This is the monument, of course. Uh, what, can you see, say what you see? I can see birds flying. Uh, very amazing. Uh, These are the pigeons, of course. Yeah, pigeons. Uh, vocals uh, in Netherlands. 
uh, <laughs> and uh, the people here I can see tourists I can hear different languages French English uh, there is a great vegan restaurant also here it's called Maz it has super the most amazing falafel you can ever have and fries a lot of tourists walk here around I see Madame Tussaud Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, everything is the colors, the people, dynamic, the life, the beauty. It's just uh, I'm so grateful to be here, to, to be able to witness such beauty. Near the monuments are uh, lions. Uh, I think it's two lions, and they symbolize also the Dutch lion, and that's a symbol for our country, of course. But that's the palace. Did you know that that was the palace next to, uh, in front of us? Oh, uh, that was the palace where the king lived? Well, actually, he still lives there sometimes, uh, a few days in a year, I think. Oh, he's so lucky because he doesn't need to take the train to come to Amsterdam. <laughs> he can yeah, he's a very lucky guy, but he also has a very beautiful wife and beautiful kids, of course. And I hope we can veganize them. But let's say if they only would hear this, that they could understand what vegan is, of course, and that uh, the country, the Netherlands, should be uh, yeah, dairy-free, of course. So these kind of things, we could work on that. Yeah, and I want to say something. Uh, we sometimes talk about animal rights and, and uh, human rights, but I think that we should not differentiate. We have to talk about righteousness, what's right for us to do, regardless of the species of the person, if he was a human or an animal. So, uh, yeah, we, if, if, we're, if we're talking about veganism, it's for human health also. It's related to human rights also. Tell me something about Lebanon, because you were young, then you lived there, you were raised, of course. Tell me something about that. No, I was raised in Kuwait, but uh, I've been visiting Lebanon every month. Lebanon is a very small country. It's 10,000 kilometers. It's almost third uh, of the Netherlands, because the Netherlands is 40,000, but 10,000 or 12,000 are water. Then go back to the story of Kuwait, because you were raised in Kuwait, you say. Yeah, yeah. So I was raised in Kuwait. Uh, yeah, but I'm Lebanese. But it's a sunny country. Kuwait is very sunny and warm. Yeah, it's a very hot country. Uh, sometimes in, in the summer, the uh, temperature goes as high as 55 degrees. Sometimes it's really, really so hard. But it, it's a country that, you know, wherever you go, you have ACs. So you don't really feel hot if you're indoors. But when you're out, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, the temperatures are not uh, are harsh in summer, but in winters they are, they are good. They don't have that strong cold. When was the last time you were in Kuwait? I was in Kuwait. I actually came from, to here from Kuwait. Kuwait, Istanbul, Kuwait, Istanbul. Istanbul to Netherlands. So on 7th November, uh, yeah, I came to Kuwait. I came to Kuwait, yeah. What year? To, uh, what year was that? No, 2018. Yeah, 2000. Last year, I've, I'm I'm new in the Netherlands, just three months and a half. Yeah. So how is it to be three months in a country like the Netherlands? Because you you've heard about the Netherlands before. Probably you thought about it, and to come here, you maybe thought a long time about it. Uh, being here was uh, at first, you know, I was it was strange because I'm alone this time, and I'm I'm in a place that I'm not that I'm not familiar with. Because even if you see a country on pictures, it's it's different than coming and visiting yourself. Did uh, did you sign in as the first day as a migrant or something? Or no, no, I was very depressed and repressed. So I thought of going out, enjoying for a few days before giving my uh, because you know I, I knew that if I. Uh, give my passport, or if I if I take myself to asylum process directly, I would I wouldn't have the time to, you know, to go out and enjoy because you know I have to follow the rules and instructions of the uh, as they say. 
That's what we should talk about because a lot of uh, Dutch people and European people they don't know the asylum situation. What is the rule? What what's happening with you? What's what's changing in life when when you become uh, in this situation? Um, you know, uh, the uh, the refugee or the asylum thing. It's uh, it's a positive thing. It's a good thing because there are people who help people who need help. You know, so we are supported by uh, good homes to live in. You know, even if it's uh, even if we live as a group, but we have a roof over us. So it's it's really, uh, I'm really grateful for uh, for each and every person who who uh, you know gave me this service. Uh, we also get um, weekly allowance, financial allowance. It isn't so much; it's just for us to buy food. But can you say how much it is for per month or per week? I'm, I'm not sure if this is legal or not, uh, but I think in the Netherlands you can be open about. It's just 45 euros. It actually depends. It's different from a place to another because in some areas they provide you with uh, television, for example, with other services. But you say 45 euros a week. Yeah. So that means when you buy a ticket from 23 euros, then the half of your budget of the week is down. That's right. That's and your food, because you also have to pay food or not. Of course, yeah, I have to pay food. They provide us with shampoo, uh, tissue, um, uh, you know, shaving gels, uh, detergents. So this week, food is 22 euros budget. Right. <laughs> I thought I would have a hard life with 50 euros a week, but uh, 45 euros, where you also have to travel with, that's like a very difficult thing. Yeah, but I do not travel every day. I, you know, I, the last time I was in the Netherlands was on New Year's. So only after we spoke together, I thought of coming because it's been a long yeah, time. Amsterdam was the last time New Year's Eve, and then you you, you think about then you want to go to Amsterdam once in the three months, of course. Yeah, yeah. Until uh, until uh, um, you have to find sponsors, you have to get support, and you have to find maybe pos possibility to have a job. If, is it possible to work as a migrant? No, uh, it's not possible to work. Uh, before I get the uh, the residency permit, you know, because I haven't got gotten any residency permit yet. And, and what I, depends on this residency permit? Because you're already having a stay, you already connect to people. Right. I'm now. I'm having a stay, and I'm having, a, uh, you know, I'm living the life of a refugee. But there should we should also be interviewed by the IND. I think, if I'm not mistaken, we should be interviewed, and they should hear our stories. You know, uh, they, they should know why we came here. After that. They will take their time to decide. How many interviews do you need before you get the chance to get a real permit? I'm not really sure, to be honest. I'm not. Well, really we sure. have to look into that, of course, in the future. But the most important thing is just focus on today. Yeah. What's your goal for today? If you want to see Amsterdam, uh, is there something your is on your wish list? Uh, maybe fries. <laughs> The vegan fries in Amsterdam are great, and that's something food you should. Sometimes you just have to take fries, of course, on a day. Yeah, and I'm sorry for interrupting, but let's not call them French fries anymore. They're called Dutch fries. Okay. <laughs> well, there's a big difference between the Belgian fries, the Dutch fries, the French fries. So you have to say what fries it are, because sometimes you have the grandmother's fries. Do you know grandmama's fries? No, I haven't heard. These are bigger, and you also have the grandfather's fries. These are longer, longer and bigger. Yeah. So uh, these are things to know. Now you know also. Uh, we could talk about cheese. That's the Dutch product, of course, and, and these liquors and so. But we want to create vegan cheese. Yeah. So how do you know um, something about vegan cheese or something? No, um, it, I think it's a good coincidence uh, that since I was born, I never liked uh, milk. You know, after the age of five and six, I didn't like cheese. I didn't like anything that was white in color. That's no coincidence. That's actually sort of fate. 
You think so? I, I think yeah. destined to be like that. Oh. Yeah, I think. And my mom used to tell me that when someone plucks a flower in front of me, when I was a kid, I used to cry. So I, I used to, you know, to, uh, don't let people. I used to ask them, what did the flower do to you for you to take take her away from her, from the, you know, to pluck the flower? So maybe it's destined, maybe from my past life or whatever. I was always thinking, don't pick flowers, just keep them where they are. Why would we buy flowers everywhere? But it's it's a big business in the industry, of course. You have the bulb flower, and in the Netherlands, I think they build, uh, they sell it to the U.S. and anywhere for millions, millions. So it's a product people just want to keep because it's a beautiful product, but it's also a product that goes anywhere and earns a lot of money. So this this is a conflict, of course, because this is planned. But if we just look at animals like that, then we keep keep on selling animals like products. You're right about that. Yeah, but I. Uh I cannot compare a flower to an animal because uh, an animal is sentient. He has a nervous system like human humans. He has five senses in common with humans. An animal hears, let's say a goat, for example. It can hear, it can see, it can smell, it can taste. It can be happy, it can be sad, it can cry. So I cannot compare it to a mango or to an apple. You know, some people come... Did to you ever talk to a mango? No, I, 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 I usually... Eat. Talking oranges, never. Never, I smell them because... I, I know on YouTube there's a funny orange who can talk back, but it's, it's just funny funny videos, of course. Uh, and uh, he's quite of rude, so he's an orange, but he can be rude because he's an orange. These kind of funny things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Usually, usually people come and tell me sometimes, okay, if you, if you tell us to stop eating uh, meat, why don't you stop eating vegetables? Because vegetables are living beings. I always tell them we should not compare... You know, fruits to uh, because if 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 it's, there's a saying in the vegan uh, community that if you have a son, you would take him to a garden to to pick apples, but you never you'd never take him to a slaughterhouse. You know that says that says a lot. You know, there, there's actually we also know that the sun is shining today for for a purpose and a reason, and that it's so beautiful today in Amsterdam because this sun is also connected to the plant power, and we are people plant powered. So we're focusing on what does this plant power do with you? Because anytime you eat more plants and more plants and don't eat the animals anymore, and you really feel that life too should be life, and your life becomes just from plant power, so solar power also. Because solar power is actually the most wonderful thing in life, next to wind power and water power, all these forces. These are natural forces. Right, you know, sometimes when the day is not sunny, I get not depressed, but I get uh, sad. Not sad, but you know, the, the sunlight is just a big blessing. You know, it's 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 like it's like it's like a new beginning, a new start. I know? can understand when you lived in Kuwait, every day would be sunny, and when you're here, like two or f- three or four days of the week is sunny. You miss three days of sun. That would be a difficult thing to feel. <laughs> right. I feel like I'm lazy. You know, the first thing I do in the morning is I look at the weather when I wake up. You miss a lot of energy. When there's no sun, you miss the energy. Right, right, right. But I think the Netherlands, uh, this winter was not, uh, had enough sunny days. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't cloudy so much in this winter. But let's go back to the sun, because the sun is also so powerful that it can heat you up. And it makes you lazy, it makes you crazy, and it makes you uh, feel not able to do anything anymore. Because you want to sleep and you want to be tired. And uh, a lot of countries, you see people, they do siestas or something in the midday. Yeah, but uh, I think the sun of the Netherlands is not like... I mean, the temperatures in the Netherlands are not like in Kuwait, for example. So uh, the sun would give you energy. It wouldn't heat your body and uh, uh, and make you dried up, you know? It's, it's no. And, and if you drink water during the day, you'd enjoy the sun and you, you'd, you wouldn't feel dehydrated. 
Can you give us a little bit more insight about the Arabic world? Because you uh, have uh, seen Kuwait, I've never been there, uh, Lebanon, these kind of things. Yeah, the Arabic world is, um, you know, it's uh, it's a world where people live. Uh, there is, uh, in Kuwait, there is uh, an Islamic influence, of course, because uh, it's like 99% of the people there are Muslims. So... Um, Yeah, they, they, they are. They, they are somehow con conservative regarding many issues. Um, yeah, and uh, they have their own values, traditions, and in Lebanon also, people are. They live. Uh, it's, it's a male-dominated society. You know, it's a society where uh, men can do and enjoy their lives. However, women sometimes should be, you know, uh, up to the expectations of men or their husbands. So. Uh, I don't want to define the Arabic culture in this definition because there are also other good things. In Maybe country. you can describe what you've seen also by about describing the country in beautiness and in, <laughs> in a way where you've seen like what you see. You see palm trees or other things. Yeah, for example, in, in Kuwait, uh, there are uh, date trees or palm trees. Uh, you know, uh, we, we go to beaches uh, because it's very hot. It gets very hot. Um, There isn't as much nature as as in Lebanon. Lebanon is a very, uh, it has a very good, uh, you know, very good uh, scenes, very good uh, views. But uh, unfortunately, because of our uh, corrupt society, many of the trees are being cut. Many of the forests are being replaced by buildings, and and it really hurts me because Lebanon is a very small country. It's just 10,000 kilometers. So if we if we destroy the forest, destroy the the you know the species that are living. It really it, it, it doesn't make us a better country. It, it, it Can you tell about the, the conflict? What was going on between Lebanon, I think, uh, Syria, these kind of things? I'm not really much into politics, to be honest. Uh, so I cannot talk about that. But, uh, of course, the, the, the crisis in, in Syria uh, had brought many uh, Syrian refugees to Lebanon. And Lebanon is a, is, is a de developing country. It's not a developed country. So Lebanon has its own problems. Now, with the, with the presence of the Syrians, who I also love and excuse and respect because they're also victims of, of you know, of, of their, their politics or their political regime. So, uh, yeah, but after the, the, the Syrians rushed into, the, into Lebanon, things became, uh, that's what they say, things have become somehow worse, uh, job opportunities have become less. Uh, yeah, but uh, I cannot talk much about politics because... I don't think that it's, um, you know, if, if, to talk about something, we should be knowledgeable about all the aspects. But so politics, it's, it's, you should know more and then you can talk more. Yeah, uh, We're still in Amsterdam, we're people with plant powered and uh, we're talking about plant power, so we're people plant powered and focusing on, of course, uh, a lot of issues in the world that can uh, yeah, relate to that because a lot of people want to be plant powered and they don't know how. Right, right. Many people want to be plant-powered. Uh, many people think that it's so hard. Many people try, in fact. I've known people who tried to be vegan. And uh, after a few months or after a few weeks, they went back. I don't like to judge them. I keep on telling them, keep the intention in your mind. Keep thinking that you want to be vegan. Try, try your hardest. 
always ask yourself why do you think it's so hard because in every personal issue there's something like happening because you say oh my mom cooks for me or maybe you have to cook for someone else also or maybe you don't have the budget and you have all these kind of issues you want to talk about and there are always positions and possibilities so in this kind of thing we also have to focus on the future uh, do you want to create a business a company maybe a product in life maybe a vegan product you know, I haven't made my, my my mind about that, to be honest. But if I can, I would love to. I would love to have a vegan product sold at a very con considerable price so that people would, would be more tempted to buy it. It would be, be a temptation for, for non-vegans to try it. Because if it's, if it, for example, if a vegan shawarma would cost uh, 1 euro 0.5 instead of 2 euros and a half, you know, I can buy two packets for three euros and I can uh, fill my stomach, you know. So uh, I think that companies who sell vegan products should think about the animal lives as much as their, their intentions to make profit. Yeah, we should look at the daily budget of a normal person who has like two, three euros, four euros a, a day maybe. Um, that, that's difficult for them because I can live with 50 euros a week and that's seven euros something a day, I think. And, and that's for me enough but sometimes also hard because vegan products can be like eight euros and then you already spend your whole day budget yeah and it's not just not about uh, uh, being able to to pay it's also about showing meat eaters that uh, the alternatives are not also as good as meat but they're also cheaper than meat so if, if, if they want to save money they can you know start with it and when they get the reason why we're doing this when they get when they relate to animals when they see that a chicken nugget a vegan chicken nugget is, uh, is, is so it cool. almost tastes the same yeah with ketchup with everything so um, yeah they would change you know uh, there is a there is a, a, a burger at McDonald's uh, it's, it's, it's like chicken but it's vegetarian unfortunately they have milk inside it or some other uh, so we have to create a vegan version because yeah. I think they wanted to create a vegan version but they said yeah let's start with a vegetarian one yeah I mean why, why not make it vegan you know if, if you want to make more profits for example that would draw vegans and vegetarians you know but um, I don't well, I think we've done enough for today we did 30 minutes of talking and that's enough for the episode so people plant powered always thank you for listening and this was the second episode on this channel. So uh, thank you one more time. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm sorry if I've... Uh, um, well, we're going to greet and have, uh, have a lot of fun from Amsterdam. <laughs>